It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast, recorded live at the spacious lineupmedia.fm studios in Edwardsville, Illinois. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all of the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref, you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome to the Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Blues taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins for the second time of the year. In the first game, the Blues really played a very, very good game and were able to beat Pittsburgh on their home ice, three to nothing. Uh, Yori Laterra handled a Crosby very, very well. And our question going into this game would be, would Yori Laterra still be able to do that? and put the same pressure on Crosby and stop him. Well, the Blues came out in this game and just played very well from the start. I thought they looked really good. Pittsburgh looked very good. It looked like two good teams. Uh, we were just wondering who was going to score first, if both goalies, the Fleury and Allen, would uh, dominate this game, if it would be a goaltending battle, or if the teams would be able to put some goals on the board. The teams were able to get some goals, but the news of the first period was this hit on Robbie Fabry and the subsequent injury. And Fabry is hurt. Oh, man. He's in a lot of pain. Yes, he is. You can hear it. You don't often hear the, the amount of pain that a player is in, but this is not good. Right in front of me, John. It looked, it looked like it would be an innocent enough hit because of the speed of Fabry going in one direction. Fabry lays it out on the line every night and not one of the bigger players but on the left side of your screen you can see as he comes up the ice there's the hit and his, his, his right leg was up in the air there oh. Oh boy. just a bad time for the blues to be losing a player i know robbie fabry had not had a very good uh, month of january but he was capable of uh scoring goals uh, being one of those players that gets hot for a couple games and scoring three or four goals in four or five games. And, you know, I think in the last couple of games, he's looked very, very good. But uh, they ended up losing him for the rest of the game, and we'll get an injury update after uh, we uh, go over the rest of the highlights. But uh, the Blues uh, continued to play hard after this, but you knew it was just a matter of time before Crosby did something, whether it would be an assist or score a goal, because, you know, they shut him down last time, and you're just not going to do that too much against this guy. Not boxy at all. And you know, goaltenders are going to have a little more trouble on the goal pulse and trying to prevent that angle. Oh, man, what a goal by Crosby. Kuna set him up. Crosby steering it in behind Jake Allen, and the Penguins get rewarded for outplaying the Blues here in the first period on their 11th shot. Sidney Crosby scores his 29th goal of the season and his 995th career point on his way to 1,000. And how did he get this one elevated? He went down on his leg off the faceoff for the Penguins. Kunitz gets the puck. Crosby's down on one knee. Did he stop it with a stick or a skate before the elevation? It was a beautiful play. Crosby's down. He uses a stick in one motion. He's down on his left knee. His right leg is extended. How do you control yourself like that? Great body control. And as the fans look at the replay on this screen, they are amazed. A beautiful pass to Crosby, and he makes no mistake about it and puts the puck in past Jake Allen, and it gives the Penguins a lead one to nothing. You know, at this point, you still got some confidence with the Blues. You know that they're going to be capable of coming back in this game. They played pretty good for the rest of the first period. 
the Penguins continue to play well. Both goalies uh, really, really played well. Uh, you know, Flurry had not played a game, I believe, since the middle of January. Uh, we all know that Murray is their number one goalie, and uh, he's going to play probably 95% of the games. I personally think that Flurry is probably going to end up being the goaltender for the Vegas Knights after this season, but that's just my opinion. Uh, that's just the way it happens. And uh, this goal was uh, Crosby's 29th. And uh, Kunitz got an assist to 16th, and it's 15.50 into the first period. You know, the Blues are still didn't get down, and I think that's a good thing. I, I noticed a little bit of a difference after Mike Yao took over. I know it's only been two games, but it doesn't seem like they really get down. They had a five-on-three uh, towards the end of the first period, and um, they started the second period on the power play. Ian Cole came off the bench and uh, almost scored on a breakaway. And then uh, Chris Letang came off the bench, and he was able to score on a breakaway to give the Penguins a 2 to nothing lead very early in the second period. Another no-no for the Blues, giving up an early, early goal. Blue line, but didn't get it out. One second to go on the penalty. Petrangelo to Schwartz. Good defensive play. So Rowney moves it ahead of Letang out of the box. He cuts in. He shoots. He scores! Letang does what Cole couldn't do. And he makes it 2 to nothing, Pittsburgh. Wow. Well, if it wasn't enough for Ian Cole to get a breakaway coming out of the penalty box, Chris Letang, here's the first look. Cole tried to go short side. That didn't work. Letang comes out of the box. He's got a much better angle. Set up by Carter Rowney, who's going to get an assist here. And Chris Letang goes off the glove of the netminder, Allen, after the fake. Allen's down. Off the cuff of the glove. Mike Yao in his press conference on Wednesday, uh, February 1st, had stated that he was going to try a few new things because he thought the Blues were giving up too many breakaways. Well, they gave up two. The first one to Ian Cole, of course, and we all know Ian Cole is a defenseman and nothing against him, but, uh, you know, I kind of figured he may not score unless he just got a perfect shot on Allen, but there's no doubt in my mind that Crystal Tang was going to, even though Allen did get a piece of it, and uh, he was in pretty good position to get it, but Crystal Tang is not going to miss too many opportunities like that. That was Crystal Thang's fifth goal. Rowney got an assist his first, and Rust uh, wasn't too rusty on that uh, play. Got his 13th assist, and like I said, just too dang early in the period, one minute and 34 seconds into the second period, right after the Blues had had a 5-on-3 and then a 5-on-4 moving into the second period, they're down 2 to nothing. Uh, you can tell the tide's starting to change a little bit. I think for the rest of the second period, the Blues – we're outplayed by uh, Pittsburgh by a little bit, not a huge margin. And Flurry just stood on his head. The Blues had some good chances, but uh, they just tend to miss the net a lot. Uh, you know, at I think it was about, let me think, about nine to ten minutes into the second period, they'd only had 11 shots on goal. Um, you know, that's not going to do it. That's just not going to do it. You're not going to score many goals with that small amount of shots, especially against a goalie that's much better than average in the NHL. I know, like I said, Fleury doesn't play much, but he's still a pretty good goaltender. He's got a lot of experience. He's a veteran. And, um, you know, the shots that the Blues did put on him, he was able to save up to this point. So with Fleury's very good playing goal and some breakdown on the Blues' uh, defense, they were able to take a 3-0 lead. Taken now by Schultz. Crosby up top. Makes a return pass from Kunitz. Takes the shot. Goes left side. Beautiful drive there on the off wing. As the Penguins score. And that was a beauty. As Schultz moved up on the play. 
something special there as the Penguins take a 3-0 lead. Another goal from a defenseman. Yeah, and Sidney Crosby set it up. 9.96 down. Crosby just froze Jake Allen. Allen just locked his knees right up. And when the pass was rifled across, right onto the tape of Schultz. Look at the fake. Lock the goalie up. Make the play tape to tape. And Jake Allen can't get across to his right to make that play. It's all because of that fake right there by Crosby. Finds a seam. And you talk about threading the needle for Schultz on a bad angle. It was a really bad angle. I don't know how he scored that. He just did the perfect shot. And it gave Pittsburgh a 3 to nothing lead at this point. The Blues are not looking really good. It was Schultz's ninth goal. Crosby got an assist on this one, and so did Kunitz. So Crosby and Kunitz are having a pretty good game. It'd be Crosby's 29th assist, and Kunitz got his 17th. And that was uh, 12 minutes and two seconds into the second period. The Blues continue to push. They wouldn't give up. And uh, they had a couple opportunities midway into late through the, through the second period, but couldn't capitalize on them. So going into the third period, they are down three to nothing. Uh, at that point, going into the third period, you're just hoping they wouldn't give up another goal early, which they didn't. So that's one positive. But they also didn't score another goal. Uh, they didn't get on the board until about midway through the third period when Patrick Berglund finally got the Blues on the scoreboard with this uh, goal, his 12th of the season. Yakupov in behind the goal, now gets some help from Berglund. Here's Edmondson for Pareko. Slap pass in front. This is Patrick Berglund. And it's three to one. Well, Berglund just had that glorious chance while shorthanded. And with the ejection from Ryan Reeves, the injury to Robbie Fabry, Barbashev gets on the ice with Berglund and with Yakupov. And it is our Choose Nissan.com drive to the net. D to D passing. Good fake shot there by Pareko. Backhand attempt by Berglund. He takes it on the forehand, corrals it to the backhand, and just an innocent looking shot found the hole on the flower. I have honestly never heard a commentator call it the hole on the flower. Uh, it's kind of neat to hear these different expressions sometimes from some of these announcers because we all come up with certain things. But that is a great expression by Darren Pink. A great, just great, Darren. Awesome to hear. Anyway, that would be Berglund's 12th goal. Pareko, who's been very hot for the Blues recently, got his 26th assist, or sorry, 22nd assist. Edmondson, who's played very well lately, got his 11th assist. And that goal was at uh, 10 minutes and 22 seconds into the third period. And the Blues are starting to crawl back a little bit. They're back in the game. It's 3-1. to one. They would actually put some decent pressure on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh also got some other opportunities, but Jake Allen would not allow another goal for the rest of the game. But the Blues got another bad thing happen to them. Uh, 12 minutes and 53 seconds in, Ryan Reeves got a slashing penalty, and he also got a misconduct and a game misconduct. So it's hard to win a game, especially when you have to come from behind when you're down two forwards and Ryan Reeves and Robbie Fabry. And the Blues just weren't able to do it. And um, Pittsburgh uh, added an empty net goal by Sidney Crosby. It would be his 30th goal of the year, and it brings him just a couple points out of the 1,000 points, which he's been uh, really looking forward to getting this year. And Pittsburgh wins this game 4-1. to one. So let's go ahead and we'll go over some of the stats of the game and just see what happened and why the Blues, you know, just were not able to win this game against Pittsburgh. If you look at it, the Blues played a totally different game against the Penguins this time. Uh, you know, it wasn't quite as uh, neutral zone uh, de defense. 
I guess that's a word I'm trying to use. It, they didn't protect the neutral zone and defend the neutral zone the way they did in the other game against Pittsburgh. And that's why that the Yori Laterra was able to hold Crosby to what he did because the rest of the players were being stopped also. Uh, the Blues' a defensive effort on this game was just not up to par. The Penguins went 4-1. to one. The Penguins, man, they've been playing really, really well. They're 33-13-5. The Blues with the loss go to 25-22-5. Penguins had 31 shots on goal. Uh, Blues had 23. The only positive that I can see out of this game was the Blues' power play or, or their penalty kill. Their penalty kill was awesome. I mean, it was really, really well. 0 for 5. If you can stop Pittsburgh on 0 for 5 in the penalty kill, you're going to think you're going to win this game. But because of defensive lapses, they just couldn't. And the Blues actually won the faceoff battle 45% to 55%. And as usual, when you play the Pittsburgh Penguins, who is the difference maker? That's right, Sidney Crosby. Crosby had two goals as 29th and 30th, also had an assist. Latang had a goal as 5th. Schultz had a goal as 9th. Kunitz had two assists. Rust had an assist. And Fleury was very, very good. That Blues uh, got some pretty good opportunities against him, and he made 22 out of 23 saves. Berglund got his 12th goal of the year. Pareko had an assist. Reeves had 22 penalty, penalty minutes. And uh, most of those came in the game misconduct and the misconduct and then the slashing penalty in the third period. You know, I don't think Jake Allen played terrible in this game. Uh, there was a couple defensive lapses. But, you know, you expect your goalie to make some saves. And uh, the one that went off his uh, glove on Latang, you know, probably could have been saved. But sometimes it's just hard to do that on a breakaway. Let's go ahead and go into the uh, post-game uh, interview to where we'll hear from Shattenkirk Schwartz and also New Blues coach Mike Yao. They're a team that gets good scoring chances. They're highly, highly powered offensively. So um, I thought we, <clears throat> early on, I thought we had a, a decent foundation, decent game in place. Um, but we know we're not going to keep them to, to no scoring chances. So it was, uh, you know, the second period just kind of got away from us. Those power plays, yeah, it just seemed like there some miscommunication on a couple of those where they were able to get a couple of breakaways and obviously convert on that side. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, the the one, the five on three, we, we kind of have a couple set plays and then, um, you know, we just, we were trying to find a play after that, obviously with the guy coming out of the box and, and almost tried to rush it a little bit. Um, you know, the next one, it's the, the one that winds up being the goal, it's tough, you know, we, we uh, we had a, a chance to shoot, I think, and, and uh, we looked for uh, that pass in the middle. Um, but, you know, it's it's just one that, that comes back to bite us. And I think that's just uh, that's something that's we have to control momentum-wise in the power play. Is that kind of a turning point? I mean, you, you have the five-on-three, and it goes from instead of goes from one-zero to two-zero when they get their break. Yeah, it was tough. It was it was a tough uh, you know tough break. I think sometimes you come out of those even when you don't get a goal. Um, Obviously, if it gets to five on five and we're just playing again, it's uh, it's a little different situation. But for them to to get a breakaway off of it, um, you know, that's that's tough. I mean, he was uh, it was the perfect perfect timing for for a play like that, and um, you know, we uh, we paid for it. I think the Matt three goals, or they had a fury there in the second period. They had a, got some momentum there, and uh, you know, we had chances and. Our, power play just couldn't click and you know that could have brought us back in the game but um you know like i said they got some momentum in the second and i thought we started off good but uh just couldn't climb back into it 
the five on three just kind of turn things around where you guys couldn't score and then they get yeah. the breakaway afterwards to make it a two goal. Yeah, I mean that, that's a tough bounce. That, that could have been a huge swing in the game, and um, guy just came out of the box kind of at the at the wrong time, and and um, you know we had a few chances. Uh, you know, missed the net just by you know an inch or two, and and uh, that's way cool sometimes. Do you feel like you generated enough on that? Uh, well, obviously not enough without scoring, but. Um, you know, there's chances where it's, you know, bounced off a stick or skate in front of the net, and a couple times the goalie didn't see it and just missed. So, yeah, even though the Blues lost four to one, I wouldn't say this was a terrible game for them. They did lose two forwards, which actually, you know, was going to hinder them in their comeback in this game. But as I said earlier, I don't think Jake Allen played bad. Uh, I'm seeing some good things from him. Hopefully, he can continue to be consistent. And uh, Tarasenko hit the post two or three times. I know two for sure. And he was close on another shot. There's a couple other players that were pretty close and had some good opportunities, but they didn't put him in the net. And sometimes those go in, and sometimes those don't go in. That's just the way the cookie crumbles, as they say. Uh, so Mike Yao, the Mike Yao era, starts out at 1-1. One and one. The Blues now uh, move on to where they're going to be playing five on the road. So it's crunch time, guys. Uh, these five on the road, and I hate to say it, they need to go 4-1 and one if they want to continue to be serious for a playoff push three and two doesn't help them a lot it's better than two and three but they don't have many you know, games left i think there's 32 games left. i might be wrong but you know they need to win probably 21 to 23 of those games to make sure they make the playoffs and i don't know if this team is capable of it right now uh, with some adjustments maybe i think if they keep playing hard they're going to uh, get some payoff on that in some games. But there's going to be games where they're also going to probably get the bounces against them. That's just the way the NHL is going. And all these teams are going to be competitive that they're playing against. They're going to be playing in Philadelphia, which is not an easy place to play. They're going to be playing in Ottawa, which is, you know, normally packed. And Toronto, they're going to be in Toronto. They're going to be in Montreal. And then they got to play Detroit to end the road trip. So let's hope they build on some of the positives that they've uh, made adjustments on in these last couple of games since Mike Yao took over. That's all we can hope for. I think the Blues have talent. It's just putting that talent together and making the right uh, game plan for each team. And like I said, they've got to play as a team. There can't be any you know showboats out there. If they play as a team and play Mike Yao's system, I think they're going to be more successful than they're not. But we'll just have to see the, the way the rest of the season goes. I think that's also going to depend on whether Kevin Shattenkirk has moved. If you see this team in two to three weeks, you know, towards the trading deadline on the 28th, if you see this team and they are eight to ten points out of a playoff spot, I can guarantee you Kevin Shattenkirk's going to be traded. I can almost guarantee it. If they're close, it's going to be a tough decision for these guys to make. As I said earlier, I don't think we can afford him. We've got a lot tied up in the defense, and we're going to have to give a good money to Pareko in a couple years. So um, that's my opinion on that. I think you guys all know from listening to my past podcast how I feel about it. I want to thank everybody for joining me. That's all the time we have for this game recap, the Blues versus the Penguins. The Blues lose this one 4-1, to one, and they have started preparing for the Flyers uh, tomorrow night in Philadelphia, Monday uh, the 6th, and that game will be at 6 p.m. It will be on um, NS... I always get this screwed up. NBC Sports Network and the KMOX radio. And like I said, that game is at 6 p.m. Central. So uh, let's start a 
a road trip win streak here, guys. Let's uh, let's surprise some people. Let's uh, let's play our game and let's move forward. I will see everybody back here on Tuesday for the game recap for the Flyers game. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a Blues win. And as usual, let's all end this podcast with our favorite three-letter cheer. Let's go, Blues! This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe or download this episode and past episode on iTunes, ShoutEngine.com, and Stitcher.com. You can follow us on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com or at theofficialdrop at gmail.com. Until next time, let's go blues!